Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/fan and use code FAN. That's code FAN at prizepicks.com/fan. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Hello, welcome to or welcome back to Trinity Care. If you're new here, hello, my name is Ashley. I'm so happy to have you. Also, happy 2024. How are we into another new year? I hate to be that person to be like, oh my God, where'd the time go? But like, literally, where did the time go? I literally started this podcast two years ago. Insane. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to give you a few life updates. There's not much. I mean, I don't do much, but I took some time off to relax. If you didn't notice, there wasn't an episode last Monday. I just needed some time to chill out. I feel like I was definitely burning myself out, going a little crazy. So I just spent some time with the family, the friends, friends as in like two people but you know friends nonetheless I have been working on my mood board I should have that up on my socials or on my Instagram by the time this episode comes out I'm not sure yet but I will have my vision board up just to give you guys some inspiration and like to show you how to make one if you've never made one so keep an eye out for that if it's not up already And last life update I can't even tell you about. I wish I could. I don't know when I can tell you, but there's something really, really, really exciting happening. And I'm a little scared, a teeny tiny bit scared because new things are uncomfortable, but I think it's going to be really good for all of us. And I'm just so excited to share that with you when it comes. So I just want to let you know that something is coming. But with all of that aside, I just want to jump into today's episode. Like I said, I don't have many life updates So let's just get into it. So it is a new year. It's time for new goals, new opportunities, new beginnings. It's just a time to be brand new. Like I really am that girl that's like new year, new me. I'm so annoying about it. But 
I have a really hard time resetting in the middle of the week or the month or the year. Like I have to reset at the beginning for it to actually work. If I want to reinvent my life, I need to start at the beginning. That is just how my brain works. So I really, really, really try to take advantage of the beginning of the year. In the last episode I did, I talked about planning for the new year and trying to be intentional with your time and with your goals for the new year. I also talked about how important it is to be creating realistic goals for the new year. I think a lot of us set goals that don't really hold importance to us. They're not that valuable, but we set them because we think that's what we're supposed to be doing. I talked about how when I was making my vision board for 2023, I put achieving 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And when I was making that vision board, I kind of knew in the back of my head that it wasn't realistic or attainable for me at this time in my life because there, there were so many things that took precedence over that. But I've always wanted to do YouTube and I feel like I've always made this known to everyone in my life. And I, when I put this on my board, I thought this is going to be the year that I show everyone that I can do it. So I wasn't necessarily putting it on the board for me. I was doing it for other people. I was putting it on the board, knowing in the back of my head that it just didn't make sense for that year. I think it is good to have big goals and reach for the stars. Like I I really do believe you can have anything you set your mind to. But I also think just having very small, realistic, attainable goals are just as important. With that being said, one of my goals for 2024 that, you know, is a big goal, but I think it's also a very attainable goal is to just let life happen and enjoy it rather than try to control it. I want to accept opportunities that are presented to me instead of running away when they feel a little uncomfortable or it's unknown to me. I feel like a huge part of my setbacks or quote unquote failures are due to me getting in my own way and causing those things to happen or to not happen and I really can be my own worst enemy. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about getting out of your own way. I really do think that we can be our biggest roadblocks and sometimes we are the ones sabotaging our own success. So today I'm going to talk about things that you can do to get out of your own way that will lead you to achieving the things that you want out of life or living the life that you want. I thought about eight things that I think will help you get out of your own way, whether that's implementing these things into your life or stop doing these things to, you know, make your life better. So without further ado, here are eight things that I think will help you get out of your own way for the new year. Number one, judging other people. You need to stop judging people. A huge part of why people don't go after what they want or why they don't put themselves out there is because they're afraid of being judged. I used to be a very judgmental person and look down upon really anyone who was doing something different than I was or had something that I wanted or was just putting themselves out there. I know everyone judges. I know it's like an automatic thing our brain does, but it's one thing to be judging someone in your mind and it's another thing to be going out of your way to nitpick other people and then vocalizing that to other people. 
gossiping about other people, putting others down. When I was being that person who was just being a menace and just nitpicking every single person, anyone who was doing something different than I was doing, doing something that I wanted to do, doing literally anything that just pissed me off, obviously I was insecure, which is why I judged other people. But I was even more insecure in doing what I actually wanted to do because I was afraid other people were going to judge me the way I was judging them. I had it in my mind, if I am this way, if this is something that I'm always doing, that means other people are doing the same exact thing to me. When I passed judgment on other people, whatever I was saying or thinking, I thought was so true. I believed any opinion of mine was a fact. When others came to me and talked poorly about others, I believed whatever they were saying. They were saying it, so I had to hold some type of value. It had to be kind of factual, right? Obviously not. But at the time, that's what I believed. It got to a point where I believed that whatever people said about you, good or bad, it had to have some truth within it or else people wouldn't be thinking that or seeing that in you. So I was so scared people would start judging me if I started doing things that weren't super conventional. I was so afraid to do things that actually mattered to me because I was mortified what people would say. What I'm trying to get at is by judging other people, you are less likely to actually do what you want to do because you're afraid to be judged by those people too. You know how capable other people are of talking badly about you because you talk badly about others. Let's say that you see someone online posting more than usual. You see someone trying to build a business or become a content creator. Maybe they're starting a podcast and you start running your mouth to to your friend and you say, oh my God, it's so embarrassing that they're trying to do this thing. It's so oversaturated. They're never going to achieve this. It's just so embarrassing that they think that they can have this. And then a couple months later, you decide that you also want to do that you're less likely to actually go after that because in the back of your head, you're thinking people are going to think that I am so cringy and that they're going to make fun of me for going after this thing because it's so unattainable and I can't do it and I don't want to be judged. You're going to let others and their opinions of you that you don't even know if they're actually saying this. You're making this up in your mind. You're going to let that affect your decisions and what you do moving forward. That is one of the main reasons I didn't pursue social media all throughout high school. I allowed the imaginary judgment of others to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. And the reason I had this imaginary judgment in my head is because I was judging other people and I didn't want to put myself in a position to be judged. But one way to stop fixating on the possibility of being judged is to stop judging other people. Once you do that, you'll realize Not everyone's judging you. Not everyone cares what you're doing. Not all eyes are on you. And that will put much less pressure on you to actually do what you want to do. Once I stopped judging other people and I stopped being bitter and I just started minding my own business, I realized the only people who are judging others for what they do or what they wear or who they are are people that are so uncomfortable and unhappy with their own lives. 
When was the last time you saw a pretty, successful, rich, happy person nitpick someone else? Once I made that connection, I felt much more comfortable to put myself out there and prioritize social media and do my podcast because I knew even if people were judging me, I was still better off than they were because I was actually doing something that I wanted to do. I was actually happy. Number two, stop seeking validation from other people. A big part of why we're afraid of being judged by others is because we care what others think about us. We're afraid of being disliked. We're afraid of rejection. And something that comes from feeling this way and caring too much what others think about us is going out of our way to please others and seek validation from them. A huge part of why I missed out on opportunities or delayed opportunities is because I was too afraid of making decisions that made others unhappy. If you've listened to this podcast for a while or you follow me on social media, you know that I quit my job to pursue social media and pursue this podcast. And I considered leaving that that job for probably like the entire time I was at that job. And I was just so afraid of leaving and making my coworkers unhappy, my family unhappy. I was so afraid of what others thought about me. I knew that the job I was at wasn't beneficial for me. I knew that I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. I knew that it was burning me out. I mean, I was crying all the time. I was just so miserable. And I knew that I could make social media work if I just put the time and energy into it like I am now. But I knew explaining that to those people in my life wouldn't make sense to them. And it would it just wouldn't make them happy. Luckily, I grew the fucking balls to quit my job and do what I wanted to do and not try to please everyone and now I'm here doing what I want to do and it's worked out and you know my dad is so incredibly proud of me and he gets it now but at the time I don't think he did even a little bit. There's been so many decisions in my life that stemmed from others and their opinions. I was quite literally living my life for other people. I prioritized other people and their needs and their opinions over my own. It got to a point where every decision I was making was based off what others wanted or what others thought. I could be posting an Instagram photo and I'd be thinking, okay, who should I text or call for advice on what photo to post? What would my dad think? What would my coworkers think? What should I do based off what they want? And I just started living for other people instead of living for myself. I was putting so much thought into what others wanted that I completely disregarded what I wanted at the end of the day. I think I was just so insecure in myself that I didn't trust my judgment or my opinions. So I put everyone else and their opinions over my own. Because I didn't like myself, I just went so far out of the way to make others like me. So that meant pleasing them in any way that I could. I mean, the majority of my life, I literally dressed for the male gaze. It wasn't until maybe two or three years ago that I started dressing for myself. But up until then, I would wear what guys wanted me to wear. When I was in school, I would straighten my hair every single morning, even though my hair is literally pin straight, I would straighten it more. I would wear a full face of makeup. I would wear yoga pants and stick my ass out and I would stuff my bra. I would just do the most 
because I wanted that validation from others. When I was posting a photo on Instagram or sending a text, I would have to run it through my friends and be like, which photo should I post? Do you like this photo? Which text should I send? How should I say this? Because I didn't trust my own judgment. When we'd be going out, I would text them and be like, what are you wearing? Is what I'm wearing too boring? Is it too much? Is it too this? Instead of just wearing what I wanted to wear. What I learned from being this way is, yeah, in the moment, these people might like you a little more, but at the end of the day, do you like yourself anymore? You know, you might have made other people happy and pleased them and made them feel more comfortable, but do you feel comfortable? I would go out and I'd be wearing this outfit that my friend picked out and I'm like, I hate how I look. This is so ugly. I look back at old photos of me wearing, you know, two bras and I'm like, what was I thinking? And every time you listen to what others want and you listen to their voice instead of your own, you get farther and farther away from the life that you're supposed to live. Now I think about what if I listened to my coworkers or my dad or other people in my life who didn't understand why I wanted to quit and and pursue social media what if I listened and I just stayed and did what I was supposed to do as a 20 something and work go to work at a job that I hate because work isn't supposed to be fun what if I stayed and I didn't do this what if I didn't listen to myself and my desires what if I just stayed in this comfortable position making consistent kind of consistent not even consistent money stay in that routine and make everyone happy but myself. I would have missed out on so many opportunities and I wouldn't know the life that I'm living right now. All because I wanted that validation from others and validation doesn't stick forever. I think a lot of people want to have control and they want to have control over how people perceive them and an easy way to control that perception is to just do what others want from you. An easy way for people to like you and to accept you is to do exactly what that person wants from you. That guy doesn't like when you wear makeup. Okay, fine. Then I'm not going to wear makeup. That person doesn't like when you post on Instagram. Fuck it. We're not posting on Instagram. Say goodbye to my Instagram model career because it's not happening anymore. But when you do that, you honor what others want while disrespecting what you want. And I think somewhere down the line, you realize that it wasn't worth living for that person because that person isn't living for you. And you end up holding resentment for them and yourself and just anger for your life not being the way that you want it to be because you weren't pursuing that life. You were pursuing a life for someone else. Which leads me to number three, stop making excuses and blaming other people. Something that I've learned that I do is When I rely on others for their validation and I'm living solely for the purpose of them, I hold resentment towards them for things not working out for me. In my head, I'm like, oh, well, it's their fault that things aren't working out for me. Like if they just, you know, did what I wanted to do, then things would be great. When in reality, it's not up to them. It's up to me. I decided to listen to them instead of listening to myself. Kind of like the whole asking my friend what to wear out. If I ask my friend, should I wear this? And they say yes, but I wanted to wear something else out. And then I end up hating my outfit or hating how I looked in every photo. It's not my friend's fault that I wore that outfit. 
I had the opportunity to change and wear something else, but I wanted to listen to them. I valued their opinion over my own. For the longest time, I blamed other people for my lack of success. I blamed my parents for not pushing me harder. I blamed other people for bullying me. I blamed others for how they treated me. Instead of blaming myself for allowing those things to happen and not doing anything to change it. Did I deserve those things? No. But did I allow them? Kinda, yeah. I used to hold so much anger towards my old friends for treating me badly and I would blame them for me not having any friends. I would blame them for me being alone. And yeah, I didn't deserve how they treated me, but I had every opportunity to be like, hey, let's, you know, maybe not do that to me. Maybe you should start being nice to me. And if you aren't, I'm going to skedaddle. And I didn't. I stayed in those friendships and I stayed friends with people who made it clear to me they didn't want to be my friend. I stayed friends with people who didn't respect me, who didn't like me. And I had every opportunity to make room for people in my life who actually gave a fuck about me and I didn't. So how is it their fault for me being alone and me not having friends? That's, that's on me. The same thing with jobs. I would see people talking about how much money they were making and how much they loved their job. I would see influencers posting their morning routines and day in the lives and how happy they were. And I would be so angry and make excuses for why I couldn't have that. I would say I'm not deserving of that. You know, I'm doing everything and things aren't working out for me. And it's like, you're not doing everything. You're still staying at this job that's doing nothing for you. These things aren't working out for you and you're not living the life that you want to live because you're not doing the things that it takes to get to that point in your life. I was frustrated that things weren't working out for me, but I wasn't taking the necessary steps to actually make them work. You can't be angry or confused and wonder why things aren't working out for you or why you're not achieving your goals if you're not working towards them. I was so guilty in college of not doing well on exams and then being like, well, you know, I did my best. I tried really hard. No, you did not. You literally tried to cram the night before when you knew you had this exam for the last month. I had so much time to plan and schedule in time to study and I didn't. And every time I would sit down to study, I went on my phone. How am I surprised that I didn't do well when I didn't do what I needed to do. It's not that other people are smarter than me or better at taking tests than me. It's that I fucked off. Yes, other people can play a huge part in your life and they can help you achieve your goals. They can give you advice. They can do this. They can do that. But they can't do all the work for you. They can't make things work for you. You can listen to my podcast and get advice on self-improvement But if you don't take the advice and then do the necessary steps and implement it into your own life, nothing's going to change. I could sit here and yap for two hours and say, you need to do this, this, and this. But if you don't actually go and do that for yourself, of course, nothing's going to change. It's not my fault though. You can't blame me. That's on you, girlfriend. It's really hard to take a look at yourself and be like, maybe I'm not being the best version of me. Maybe I'm not working the hardest. It is hard to take accountability because it feels like ass to be like, okay, maybe I do kind of suck a little today. You know, maybe I could do better. But doing that 
is one step closer to achieving your goals. It's really hard to do better when you keep lying to yourself and saying, well, I'm doing my best. I'm doing everything I can. Bestie, it's okay to admit that you aren't. There's always room to improve. Stop making excuses and look at what you're not doing and what you could be doing to make things better. Even the smallest little changes, waking up earlier, not going on your phone, not texting your ex, actually going to school or to work and not calling out. I'm sure there's at least three things that you can find that you're not doing or you are doing that's making your life harder. One of the reasons I didn't put in the necessary work to make my goals happen, like doing social media, for example, is because I didn't believe I could, which is what I want to talk about for number four, stop speaking poorly of yourself. Anytime I started to make progress towards my goals, I would get in my own head and bully myself out of doing it. It's nearly impossible to do anything and do it well and see it through when you're telling yourself you can't. You tell yourself something X amount of times, eventually you're going to believe it. Like, why do you think I have such a big fucking head? Why do you think I believe in myself so much? I look at myself every day in the mirror and I say, you're hot, you're successful, you're brilliant, you're that bitch. And I tell myself that every single day. And if you have someone telling you something every single day saying, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. Eventually you're like, hell yeah, I am. Like, it must be true if you're saying it. I tell myself that every single day. And I really do believe that now. So on the opposite side of things, if you're telling yourself, I can't have this, I'm not deserving of this, I'm unworthy, no one likes me, I suck, eventually you're going to be like, okay, true, so true, like you have a point, you're going to believe it. If you fully convince yourself that you can't have something, you're not going to have the motivation to work towards it because you fully believe no matter how hard you try to have it, it's a lost cause. The reason we go to others for advice or validation is because we want that encouragement. We want the people in our life to support us and believe in us. Imagine if you went to your friend and you told them you were working on a project and they completely trashed it. You would feel awful and not want to continue working on it. It's so much harder to do anything and do it well when in the back of your head you're telling yourself it's going to fail. If everyone around you is telling you it's not going to work out for you and you value their opinion and you really care what they have to say, they're going to get in your head and you're going to believe them. I used to be my worst critic. I was such a hater to myself and I was just insecure and I always looked at the negative side of things and never believed I could have what I wanted. I never believed I could live the life I'm living now. But what changed how I speak to myself is realizing that I was speaking so kindly to everyone else in my life, but speaking so horribly to myself. I was giving everyone else in my life the best advice, the best support. I was so loving, supportive, caring. I was cheering on everyone else and believing in everyone else. If someone came to me and they were like, I'm working on this thing, I'm really proud of it, I'd be like, hell yeah. Whenever my friends would post a photo on Instagram, I was hyping them up. Whenever they were going to a job interview, I was so excited for them. I knew they were going to get it. I was just doing the most for them, as I should. But I realized the reason I was doing that 
is because I love them. I, of course I'm going to support them. And that's when it clicked. I'm like, holy shit. I'm not speaking to myself like someone I love. And I, I love myself, right? Like I should love myself. And it took time to get to a point where I, I can fully say I do love myself. But I wasn't speaking to myself like I did. I was speaking to myself like a bully. I was speaking to myself like someone I fucking hated. I was literally preying on my downfall. That's when things changed. I started talking to myself as if I was supporting someone else. The way if someone came to me looking for encouragement and I gave that to them, I started doing the same for myself. Unfortunately, there's going to be people who don't believe in you and are preying on your downfall because people are bitter and jealous and unhappy. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if a hundred people don't believe in you and are trash talking you. As long as you believe in you and you're speaking kindly to yourself and supporting yourself, that's all that matters. You are the only person who has any say or any control in how things pan out in your life. No one can take away what is meant from you but you. So speak to yourself like you're someone that you love. Support yourself like you're someone that you love because you should love yourself. Number five, start keeping promises to yourself. The same way that you should be aware of how you're speaking to yourself, you should be aware of the promises you keep to yourself. If you were to promise your friend that you'd help them, you would more than likely follow through with it because you don't want to let them down. You want to help them and be there for them. And you should be doing the same thing for yourself. When you and your friends plan a beach trip, you know that you have to be up at a certain time to go with them. You don't want to let them down. You don't want them waiting on you. You don't want to set the plans back. But when you tell yourself, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. so I can get all this work done and go to the gym and do everything that I need to do to better myself and just make my life easier, you snooze your alarm in the morning and you don't wake up till 9 It's easy to not keep promises to yourself and to not hold yourself accountable because you know it's just you. You know that you're going to forgive yourself whereas if you did the same thing to your friends or your boyfriend or a loved one, they might not be as forgiving. But think about if you were to keep all the promises you keep to others to yourself, how much farther in life you'd be. When you make a list of things that you need to do, make them as if someone else is asking you to help you with those tasks. If you say you're going to wake up early, make sure you wake up at that certain time. If you say you're going to finish three things on your to-do list, finish those three things. If you say you're going to clean your room, clean your room. If you say you're going to stay in for the night, don't be tempted to go out when your friends ask you to go out on a random Tuesday. I know for a fact that if your controlling boyfriend was blowing up your phone being like, don't go out, you better stay in tonight, you better not go out with your girls, you're going to stay in for your boyfriend, right? You're going to keep that promise to your boyfriend and stay in because you love him, even though he's a dick. So be the same way with yourself. Hold yourself accountable. Take care of your needs in the same way you take care of others. They're just as important, if not more important. Number six, avoid situations or people that trigger you or set you back. Part of keeping promises to yourself is being respectful to yourself. Don't put yourself in situations that you know aren't good for you. The way that you'd expect your boyfriend to not hang out with his ex because you know it hurt you and the outcome wouldn't be good, 
don't hang out with your ex. Don't hang out with people who hurt you. Don't do things that you know are self-destructive. Stop doing things that you know aren't good for you. Stop putting yourself in situations that set you up for failure. If you know that you have to get up and do a bunch of things, stop hitting snooze and get your ass out of bed. If you know when you wake up that going on your phone isn't a good idea because you'll sit on the couch on your phone for three hours and not do what you have to do, stop reaching for your phone. If you know going to a party with a bunch of people that you don't even like makes you feel bad, don't go to the party. Stay home. Who cares if you're staying home on a weekend? It's better than being out surrounded by people that make you feel like shit. I talked about this in the last episode or maybe the episode before that, but on Thanksgiving Eve, I went out in my hometown and I was surrounded by a bunch of people that I had a falling out with a couple years ago that even when I see them on social media, it makes me not feel good. It triggers me because it puts me back into a headspace that was really, really bad a couple years ago. I know that we just don't align. We don't have anything in common. We aren't friends, but I still put myself in a position to be around them and talking to them. And the next day I woke up with the worst anxiety and I just felt like I let myself down and I felt like I disrespected myself and just went against everything that I stand for by hanging around them and talking to them just to make the situation more comfortable because my other friends were there and it was just easy to talk to them and not make a whole fuss about it when I still had the opportunity to leave and not be around them. I feel like it all goes back to treating yourself the way that you would treat someone that you love, whether that's talking to yourself the way that you would talk to someone that you love, keeping promises to yourself the way that you would keep promises to others, showing up for yourself and respecting yourself the same way that you would for others. If my bestie said, I'm going to go hang out with my ex-boyfriend right now, I would say, no the hell you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. If my best friend said, I'm going to go hang out with this person from high school that you know treated us so badly I'd say no you're not what is going on in your little tiny beautiful noggin that's not what you're doing right now sorry not happening there are sometimes nights that my boyfriend falls asleep without plugging his phone in or putting his alarms on and I'll either you know wake him up and be like did you set your alarms or I'll plug his phone in for him because I know he needs that in the morning to wake up to go to work So if I know that I need to record my podcast on my computer and I know my computer is dead, but I have to record tomorrow, am I just going to leave my laptop uncharged? No, I'm going to plug it in. Because why am I going to put myself in a position tomorrow where I can't record my podcast because my laptop's dead because I was too lazy to get up to charge my laptop? If there's ways to avoid putting yourself in uncomfortable or hard situations, Why wouldn't you want to avoid them? Why wouldn't you want to do the little things to make your life easier? You know, in the moment, it might feel easier to not plug my laptop in because I'm lazy and I'm I'm laying on the couch and I'm tired and I don't want to get up and plug it in, but it's going to make my life harder tomorrow. It might seem easier in the moment to say yes to going to that party with your friend because you don't want to fight with them or make a whole fuss. But if you just say no and you stay in, it's going to be easier for you to wake up tomorrow morning. 
I would rather be uncomfortable in the moment avoiding a situation or a person than be uncomfortable long term because I didn't respect myself enough to not go or to say no or do what I actually wanted to do. Okay, number seven, we're almost done. Number seven, surround yourself with people who inspire you and encourage you. I truly believe I was the worst version of myself when I had the most friends and that's part of the reason I felt so guilty about hanging around those people on Thanksgiving Eve because it brought me back to a point in my life where I didn't like myself and in no way am I blaming them for that period of my life but I was so focused on having friends back then that I completely disregarded all my values, opinions, interests, anything that actually mattered to me just to be accepted. I stopped doing things that actually mattered to me out of fear of being made fun of or not accepted. I talked badly about others and cared so much what others thought of me because of how I was treating others when I was friends with those people. I focused on the negative side of things because gossiping and complaining became the norm when being friends with them. I minimized myself to make them feel more comfortable because they didn't support my dreams or anything that I really wanted to do. It was really hard to want to be better because anytime I did try to better myself, just be a better person, I felt pushback because we were growing in different directions. This is why I think it's important to spend time with people who share the same goals or at least believe and support your goals. You know, they can have different goals, but as long as they're not fighting with you on them and they're just supportive of what you want to do, even if it's not what they want to do. Your friends should want the best for you and be rooting for you. You shouldn't be afraid to share your goals or aspirations. You shouldn't be afraid to share good things in your life with your friends. At another point in my life, I felt like I had friends who just didn't support me doing well, like they saw me doing well. And instead of being supportive and excited for me, they made me feel guilty for having the things that I worked for. Instead of saying, congrats, it was, oh, that's so great that you have this, uh, but I'm struggling and that sucks for me. And I just felt like I couldn't be excited or ever celebrate how well I was doing because anytime something good happened to me, I was reminded that something bad was happening for them. And it's, you know, important to be sensitive to your friends and be there for them. But you shouldn't have to disregard the good things happening for you. Two things can exist at once. And you shouldn't have friends that turn your positives into a negative. Also, kind of circling back to what I was saying about judging other people, when you're friends with people who are constantly judging other people and gossiping about other people, it's really difficult to branch out and want to do better and go after, you know, whatever it is that you want. Because in the back of your head, you're thinking, well, if they're talking this badly about others and I want to do the same thing, who's to say that they're not going to say this about me? And when you think like that, it's really easy to kind of want to tuck your tail between your legs and be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. 
I don't want to be judged. I don't want my friends to not like me. And you miss out on this opportunity that could be yours and should be yours. And you miss out on doing what you actually want to do to please people that don't actually care about you or support you. Because if they did, they'd be rooting for you. They'd be excited for you. I also feel my most inspired and motivated when I'm around people who like the same things as I like or are doing the same things as I do. I talked about my last episode, my friend Lauren. I fucking love Lauren. I think she's starting a podcast soon. And if she does, I will definitely link it for you because she has so much to say and she's the best. She's like the funniest person I know. Um, Whenever I hang out with her, I feel so recharged after. She's just so authentically herself. She's someone that will go out and just talk to anyone. We were in New York and she was like, why doesn't anyone talk to each other? Like, why does no one, you know, just like say hi and have conversation in public, like strangers? And I'm like, Lauren, New York means business. Like people are just trying to get from point A to point B. People don't want to have small talk, which she, you know, she loves to have small talk. And she is just someone that goes after any opportunity given to her, which is why she has so many funny and iconic stories because she's open to all of them. And she really takes her life experiences and uses them to her full advantage. And it really does inspire me. Like after I get home from a trip with her, I'm like talking to my camera, I'm posting more. I'm just so much more productive because I see how great she is and it makes me want to be great myself. And that is what you should be getting from your friendships. You should always want to be doing more and being better because they encourage you to do so and you encourage each other to do so. Lastly, number eight, stop waiting for the right time or right people to live your life. While spending time with the wrong people, I missed out on things that I actually cared about and wanted to do. I didn't have the best friends, obviously, as you, you've heard before. And I felt left out a lot. They would hang out with without me. They would sneak behind my back. And they just wouldn't answer my texts. So I would text them asking to hang out and I would get no text back. And because I had no one to hang out with, I just wouldn't do what I wanted to do instead of doing it alone. I was afraid of doing things alone because it was uncomfortable. I was afraid to do new things and I told myself when the time's right, I'll do it. But like right now, I'm like not comfy doing it and I have no one to do it with. So I'm not going to do it. If I wanted to go thrifting, but no one answered my text to go with me, I just wasn't going. If I wanted to go to a new restaurant and no one wanted to go with me, I guess I'm just not going to the restaurant instead of doing it alone. Like I'm fully capable of driving myself to the restaurant ordering at the restaurant, sitting at the restaurant, eating at the restaurant. But I felt uncomfortable doing that because I wasn't comfortable doing things by myself. I was just always waiting for the right people or the right time. And I was always making excuses for why I just couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. There always had to be a reason behind why I wasn't doing what I wanted, whether it was because I just didn't want to go do things alone or this thing is uncomfortable and new to me so I don't know and maybe it won't work out. Like at my old job, I went back and forth about leaving it 
and starting to do social media and I just kept telling myself I know that I'm not meant to be here but it's not time to leave yet like I'll leave when I make enough money and I can support myself I'll leave when I start gaining followers on social media I'll leave when things just start working for me and eventually I realized hold up (laughs) hold up wait a minute there's never going to be a right time like nothing is changing at this job I'm never going to make more money at this job I'm not going to gain more followers on social media because I don't have enough time to work on social media. And I'm never going to wake up and just feel ready to leave. It's always going to feel awkward and uncomfortable. I'm going to let someone down. I'm going to be scared regardless. And it got to that point where I realized I'm going to be stuck at this job forever. If I feel so uncomfortable now and so unready now and I'm the youngest that I'll ever be in this moment... I'm going to be stuck here forever. If I can't leave right now, if I don't make the change now, things are never going to change. Things will not change unless you do. Your life will stay the same unless you make an effort to change it. And I've told this story a million times. You're all probably so sick and tired of me telling this story because I talk about it all the time. But I finally got the courage to leave that job and start my podcast and I did hit rock bottom. I had no money and I had no idea what I was doing, but I made it work. And that to me is just proof that there's never going to be a right time, but things will work out when you start allowing them. That is the quote unquote right time. When you step out of your comfort zone and stop resisting change. I think so many of us are waiting for that right time When in reality, all we really need is that push to do what we want. Like we don't need someone to hold our hand through everything. We don't need reassurance that everything's going to work out. I think sometimes we just need to do it to see if it works. Like just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And eventually something will. At the end of the day, we have no idea how much time we have with ourselves, with anyone. So it's like, What is the point of waiting around for the right time? The right time is now. You're living, you're breathing. You have all the opportunity to do it right now. Why not do it right now? But that is where I'm going to end today's episode. Obviously, these are just a few things that I think can get in our way of success. There's obviously other factors that play a part that, you know, we have no control over. But I think If you feel like you're losing control or you don't have control over your own life and you have this mindset that nothing's ever working out for you and that things are hard, it's smart to consider these points and ask yourself if you're guilty of contributing to them at all. I think it's really easy to point out what others are doing wrong or it's easy to give advice to others and it could be difficult to look at yourself and work in yourself. So I hope these help you. I hope that it gives you some type of motivation to like want to do better this year. I'm definitely guilty of doing these things myself. So definitely going to try to be self-aware. Let me know if you have any suggestions on how to get out of your own way. I'm going to add a little Q&A portion to Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, let me know. If you don't have Spotify, let me know on Instagram. Check out my socials. My socials are linked in the show notes. Check out all the little links in the show notes. I think I have my Google form. I have the community group chat. I have my YouTube, my Amazon. Everything that you want is down below. 
As always, besties, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending the last two years with me. What the heck? That's so insane that we've been doing that for so long. I'm so forever grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for all my new besties. And I just love you all so much. Thank you for listening. I love you so, so, so much. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, besties. way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry you could turn ten dollars into 250 dollars right now prize picks will match your first deposit up to 100 just visit prizepicks.com fan and use code fan that's code fan at prizepicks.com fan must be present in certain states visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details